Welcome to another Win the Day podcast with your host, Randy Miller. I'm Randy Miller, and welcome to another Win the Day podcast with Reverend Brennan Hurley, who's Associate Pastor of First United Methodist Church in Taylorville, Illinois, and also Pastor of Stonington, Illinois, United Methodist Church. And this is the second of two podcasts we're doing with Reverend Hurley. And this podcast is going to address the solution to the question of how do fringe or marginal Christians deepen their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We reviewed uh, some of the ways that uh, people have this roller coaster experience or roller coaster relationship with Jesus Christ in our first podcast. In our second podcast, we're talking about basically how to fix the problem. Uh, so, uh, Reverend Hurley, in, in your estimation, in your pastoral ecumenical circle, uh, I'm using really big words, I have no idea what they mean. Uh, <laughs> How how is your perception of when when you have uh, someone that that uh, that you know uh, has uh, committed themselves to Christ and wants to have that personal relationship that walk and and as we talked in the last podcast they've kind of fallen away or they've taken a few steps back and and whether or not they reach out to you but you're a friend of them and you're wanting to witness to them. How do you go alongside them to where they can put the train back on the track? Um, well, just to, to kind of bring it back to uh, what we started talking about last time with uh, this, this sort of corporate nature of, of the church. Um, I, I think if, of course, there's always personal responsibility. But if if the church, if the body of Christ, if we are to keep the promises that we make. It's hard for somebody to fall away when they're being prayed for. It's hard for somebody to fall away when they're being supported and checked on and um, loved well. You know, so um, one of the questions I think I would ask is, okay, well, what what's the support system, the church support system around this person? Um, and if it's lacking, if, if church is a place they show up on Sunday morning and that's about it, well, then yeah, I can you know, you can see how that would, uh, uh, fall, someone would fall away from that. So but some um, of that I, is I, personal responsibility then as well as church responsibility. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's both. Um, and, and of course, you know, um, we're moving it, this is, we're filming this the day before Ash Wednesday. And so, um, we're moving into the Lenten season and oftentimes, you know, people during Lent will take on more spiritual practices or, um, you know, trying to eliminate some, or, or, you know, you, you know, these things, but, um, of course we want to emphasize those things in, in somebody's life if they feel like they're kind of in a bit of a rut. Um, but, but then I, I, I would also say that, um, uh, th there is, there is value in showing up, you know, if, if you are somebody who just, you know, I'm just not feeling it. Um, and you're, you feel like your spirit is just sort of coasting. There is value in waking up on Sunday morning and showing up, even if you, and I'm using my air quotes here, get nothing out of it. Um, we got to get out of that consumer mindset. Uh, there is value in saying your prayers at night or in the morning or whatever, even if you kind of 
rush through it. You know, ideally you wouldn't, but there is value in that sort of repetition. It builds your spiritual muscle memory. Um, because there, there comes a point when we fall into one of those, um, not just a rut, but maybe a valley, um, or we find ourselves on a mountaintop or, or this roller coaster we speak of. And um, if we have that spiritual muscle memory from just showing up, uh, and even if, even going through the motions, then our spirits kind of know where to go. Um, it's not new territory for us. And, and so I, I would say that, um, you know, if you feel like, well, I'm not getting any, that's the, that's the one that, you know, that get that said often, I'm not, my spirit's not being fed or these, this or that. Okay. Well, that, that is quite the consumerist mindset, right? It's like you go into Walmart and I want this off the shelf here and I want that off the shelf there. We, there's value in showing up. There's value in being present and going, even, even if your heart is not totally in it, just going through the motions. One of the most um, um, impactful things that I do is on Sunday afternoons, um, um, we go to uh, local nursing homes, assisted living facilities and memory care, these sorts of things. And we just, we just have a 10 minute little service with them and we read some scripture and and um, pray and sing some songs and it's 10, 15 minutes. And I am just blown away with these, these people who oftentimes are, um, you know, they don't, I don't, I don't mean to say this in a demeaning way, but they don't remember the conversation they just had five minutes ago. Um, and then they'll recite the Lord's prayer with us or they'll sing amazing grace with us. Oh. Um, and, and it's like, wow, they have got this spiritual muscle memory that even when their mind is is far from perfect, their spirit is where it needs to be. Um, and I think that's a testament to their faith and a testament to their developing that spiritual muscle memory. Um, uh, and, and so for those of us in a different stage of life, that's where I want to be. If I if I get to that point in my life where um my my mind is my mind is not what it used to be and you know in one way shape or form i think we'll all get there yeah. um if if we live that long yeah. um i i want to have developed that spiritual muscle memory you know you you say a prayer once to uh you say a prayer once and by the 10th time you've said it maybe you start to memorize it and you said it a hundred times you learn it and maybe the thousandth time you start to believe it and love it and love the god to whom you're praying um I'm getting a little preachy about this, but uh, I, I think it's just it's that showing up uh, and supporting one another is is so important. It is. I want to interject here uh, something you said a, a minute or two ago about this consumer mindset. We cannot walk into whatever church we go to. It doesn't matter what denomination and have this mindset that, OK, I'm here. Entertain me. Yeah. It's all about me. No, it's not all about you. Uh, it's about God, number one, and God speaking to you through the songs, through mm. the minister, through what you're there for, uh, right. through the body. Uh, mm -hmm. So don't don't walk into a church, and doesn't matter what it is, and have this attitude that, well, you know, uh, I, I just, I don't, I don't feel it. I just, I don't, I don't feel it. Well, number one, that's emotion and emotion 
uh, is a horrible uh, emotional uh, or a horrible human trait to decide uh, what your spiritual temperature is. Yeah. Uh, don't walk in there to your consumerism example. Don't walk in there and go, all right, you know, put on a show for me, make me feel good. Um, mm -hmm. Because that's not what that's not what it's about. Uh, it's about you coming in with your cup empty and saying, "Okay, God, what can you help me to see, to understand, to learn through the music, through the preaching, mm -hmm. through the body of believers that I'm with today?" Yeah. So uh, that this consumerism and and I really I really think it's killing the church, not just a any church, but mm -hmm. the church. Because it's been so ingrained in us yeah. that uh, you walk in and it's gimme, gimme, gimme. No, no, we're, we're, we're there. We're there the other way around. We're there. What can we do to improve our relationship with Christ and others' relationship with Christ? Not, what are you going to give me today? Yeah, right. Well, and um, uh, I, I had a professor in seminary who said, she said, this really stuck with me. She said, you're going to preach give or take 52 sermons a year. And if, if everybody in your church shows up 52 weeks a year, they're going to remember one of them by the end of the year, you know, um, which is, you know, humbling, uh, but in a good way, a humbling sort of thing to say. But then um, also, I think it, though it's a testament to those, those regulars who show up to say, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to keep showing up until, um, until and through um, God is sort of at work, you know, a, a little more visibly at work in my life. Um, and, uh, you know, that that's kind of going against the grain of our cultural mindset, um, to use that word consumerism again, um, but also kind of our individual individualism too. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's not me, it's we, and even more than it's we, it's God. Good way to put it. Yeah. That that that's a great way to put it. So as we wrap up this particular podcast, Reverend Hurley, um we have to look at ourselves. If if we are wanting to solve the problem of, of not having that connection, that relationship with Christ we want, uh it's a multifaceted answer, but one of them is that we have to look inside ourselves first, mm -hmm. from what you're telling me. And then it, it goes from there to where you look at your inner self, you go back to what you said in the first podcast about body believers uh, and and those people helping to make you accountable uh, is just priceless yeah. in terms of, of any person's spirit. The um, uh, back to Wesley again, founder, founding father of the Methodist movement. Um, he, he, uh, he, he kind of thought that, and these are my terms that I'm using, but in my reading, he, he thought that there was sort of a, if you can imagine a triangle, there were three really important parts of the Christian faith um, in terms of action. So there was um, large group gatherings, so like a Sunday worship sort of thing. Usually we do that pretty well. Uh, uh, service to others, oftentimes we do that pretty well. And then the one that we sometimes struggle with is smaller group gatherings. Um, and one of the things that he would do with these um, early Methodists would they'd get together once a week uh, for uh, um, for prayer and for they had communion together once a week and they uh, general accountability. And in fact, he would ask 
and I'm not so bold as to do this, but he would ask, what sins have you committed this week? Whoa! And, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, I, I think <laughs> maybe we'll get to that. But but the the very first <laughs> question, the very first question out of his mouth, um, and I do, we do this in our small group. We have a young adult small group um, in our church that we use the same question. The very first question he asked was, how is it with your soul? How is it with your soul? Wow. Um, and I think that's a good question to ask ourselves too. If we take a step back, okay, my, um, you know, my knee has been killing me. I need to go to the doctor. Uh, it's not well with my knee, you know? Uh, well, how is it with my spirit? How is it with my soul? And, and if you're not thrilled with the answer, then maybe it is that time to do some introspection. Um, and of course we all have areas of growth, but maybe especially when the answer to that is not where you want it to be, then maybe that's the time to kind of, to, to show up, to, to use that phrase I used earlier, uh, and to, to, to reinvest yourself. Um, God is, Jesus has promised us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And so even in the valleys or the tough times or the the ruts or the whatever you want to call it. And um, I'm confident that um, God's grace surrounds us in all of those times and more. Um, and so we've never left God's grace. Um, that's impossible. We can't do that. Um, and that God is very much willing to work through us when we say, yes, God, even if it's kind of a timid yes or an unsure yes. Amen. And so that's it. That's it. How is it with my soul? Well, okay, maybe it's time to 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 show up again. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to take this this last question, I promise. What One of the triangles that you said, hmm. it, it's fascinating that Wesley had small groups figured out God knows how many years oh, yeah. ago. Uh, because you know what, in the church, mm -hmm. what we're hearing, it doesn't matter what denomination we are hearing that, you know what, to really grow spiritually and, and to be anchored and to have people alongside you to pray and to make you accountable. That third part of the triangle that Wesley talked about is just as applicable today as it was in Wesley's yeah. that small group. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, um, I'll, the the Methodist stick in the mud in me said, so, oh these all these big fancy churches thinking they're coming up with small groups no that's a that's well really it's a Jesus thing uh, Jesus had a small group of twelve you know um, for different it was purposes, the ultimate small group he was the yeah. first small group it was it was <laughs> but um, but no I I think that's a that is those that triangle uh, the pyramid that's um, timeless uh, in, in any case if you can. If you can say I'm what will if if churches or the Christian faith is sort of overwhelming, where what do I need to invest myself in? Well, if you can kind of put uh, put one toe in each of those um, in one way, shape, or form, then you're off to a good start. Amen. Yeah, yeah. That's Reverend Brandon Hurley. He's associate pastor of First United Methodist Church in Taylorville, Illinois. Pastor of Stonington, Illinois United Methodist Church. And I'm Randy Miller, asking you to win the day with Christ. Thanks for listening. Find out more and sign up for our podcasts by joining us on our website, Facebook, or YouTube at winthedaylife. That's winthedaylife.
life.